Welcome to our Blue Notes podcast channel. Join us as we chat with experts, analysts and commentators from the Asian region about business, culture and economics. We hope you enjoy the discussions. You can join the conversation by commenting on our website or on SoundCloud. Well, thanks very much for speaking with Blue Notes again, Miley. Welcome to Blue Notes. Uh, we've been talking to some of the other executive team members and people from the Board Advisory Council about the Agile project that's been rolled out at, at ANZ. And the interesting thing for me, you know, I'm not sort of fully au fait with it, it's a new way of working. It's not actually a process or a methodology. Is that how you see it? Yeah, I think one of the things you see a lot of people gravitating to is the theatre of Agile, right? So it's the stand-ups, it's the post-it notes, it's all the names and all that stuff. But when I take a further step back and say fundamentally, what is it about and why is it actually a new way of working versus a process, is that at its core, for me, Agile is all about distributed leadership versus centralised leadership. And it's all about, because of its, its distributed leadership, the requirement to be much, much sharper about what your objectives are in a way that is easily cascadable down through the teams. And so almost leading through numbers rather than leading through kind of verbal committees and, and meetings. So getting to a point where you can actually get people who are getting comfortable with distributing leadership, that's a cultural issue. That's not a, a process and methodology issue. Getting people comfortable with leading through numbers, again, that's as much culture as anything else. So for me, that's why it is more about being a new way of working. And you've worked with, with an agile way of working previously. Mm -hmm. Are there sort of lessons or sort of cultural learnings from that previous experience that, that bear here at ANZ? Yeah, I think for me, some of the stuff that I needed to learn is, you know, when I grew up, you know, in, in, in corporate, you really only needed one kind of tool in your toolbox from a leadership standpoint. You could get away with being a very clear command and control leader and be effective. And in this new world, yes, there are moments where you need to learn command and control, you, know, you need to demonstrate that, but it's more important to have many, many different tools in your tool in your leadership toolbox, including being a servant leader, being a collaborative. There's just you just need to be much, much more kind of sophisticated in your leadership. Um, so that's one of the big things that I had to learn. And the other thing was, I always thought of myself as being relatively disciplined in how I went about my my daily work. Uh, but when you are in an agile environment, because you're distributing the leadership, if you aren't actually more disciplined as a leader in terms of deeply understanding things like you know your cost cycle, your revenue cycle, all the kind of heuristic or mathematics of your business that you can then cascade down, it can descend into chaos. So I, when I first moved into an agile environment, I had to actually learn or brush up on getting a, a more bench strength in my leadership skills. And I actually had to become more disciplined when I think a lot of people think you can be less disciplined. Oh, I mean, it's interesting because Jeff Smith, when he was speaking to us, spoke about the, the challenge of agile is actually greater for leaders. So that's mm -hmm. that's the sort of thing he's yes. talking about. Yes. Yeah. And with... Um, You've spoken about the importance of data to strategy. Data then feeds into the agile way of working as well? Yeah, so data, I think there's two ways you, we can, you should think about data that, um, in agile. The first one is that data needs to be embedded in every single one of the teams, right? Because kind of leading through customer insights or business insights, which in, 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 you know, is in essence kind of taking data and, and, and gleaning some sort of commercial value from it, that needs to just be 
a standard way of operating. So there's going to be data experts embedded into the teams, but then also just making sure you then stand up independent kind of data squads. So I think you know, data will be embedded different ways, but it's going to be peppered all throughout Agile and it will be critical. And when you, you look at ANZ, you know, how, how do you look at the timetable for rolling out Agile? And you know, how long before ANZ is a truly Agile bank? Yeah. Um, look, I think there's going to be several phases to it. So uh, we are already doing Agile in different forms and different ways. So it's not like we were not doing anything in an Agile way and then all of a sudden we're going to turn a, a light switch, right? So we have been operating in Agile, in, you know, in an Agile environment in different pockets of the bank. So what we're really talking about is starting to scale it more broadly and scale it more consistently because I think one of the things that a lot of people kind of miss is that there are actually different ways to do Agile, different, you know, different types of theatre, different terms, etc. So getting to some sort of consistency is also enables you to, to scale it. So um, so really what we're talking about is not you know starting from a sitting start. We're already kind of walking, but it's like, how do we scale it so we can actually start running with Agile? Um, and obviously there's going to be some dates and gates along the way, but I think given that it is a cultural change and a way of working change as much as anything else, I think one of the things that we need to make sure we don't underestimate is that it's actually probably going to be years before we are expert practitioners of Agile versus just adopting it, right? Mm. So it's going to be a multi-year just staying focused on getting better and optimization of, of, of what we're doing um, versus just a one day you, you kind of flick a switch and you're, you're done. And it's interesting you mentioned, you know, there's all various kinds of, of Agile and we hear, you know, lots of different things. And as you say, it can be a bit confusing. But that consistency you speak of, that's a sort of critical element to get it consistent through an enterprise. Because it is, it is, and it is important. And I don't necessarily think that you should just adopt one version of it and say we are going to be orthodox adopters of this particular flavor. Um, what I've seen work is when people kind of take or cherry pick the best of what's going to work for them because it is a cultural change, right? So you've got to adapt it to whatever culture it's going to land in. Um, but to answer your question, absolutely having consistency is important because you know, you need to get the balance right over time between t keeping teams together, because that's how they get better, but also cross-pollinating people across different teams. And if every time they change a team, they have to learn a different way of doing it, you just lose a lot of, you know, some of the benefits. So there is absolutely benefit in having consistency. Well, I look forward to it as it uh, rolls out and the cultural change. Thanks very much for speaking again with Blue Notes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to Blue Notes on Air. Blue Notes on Air was produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin McLeod. 